This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Let's turn to the world of film. Lyft is a heist film that stars Kevin Hart as a master thief. He teams up with his girlfriend to steal $500 million worth of gold on an airplane. Here's a clip from the trailer of the movie. Entering a condo. Can I get you a drink, Gabby? Agent Gladwell. Am I in trouble? You and your friends are looking at identity fraud. A man uses a special glove to fool a finger scan. Money laundering. $20 million are deposited. And transportation of stolen property. But I'm here to offer you a deal. We need you to steal something. (laughs) In Venice, Italy. Okay, guys, listen up. Our next score is going to be our biggest yet. Nice. A woman uses special sunglasses to locate a boat. Half a billion in gold is on his way to a terrorist cell. A man is tortured. And the gold needs to disappear. What's your plan? We got to steal it mid-flight. 40,000 feet in the air. We're taking the plane, the whole plane? It's kind of hard to take half a plane. From the director of The Fate of the Furious and The Italian Job. It's impossible. It just hasn't been done before. One jet chases another. Someone attaches a device to a safe. If we don't do this, we go to jail. Plus, it's about saving lives. Come on. Entertainment critic Kim Thistle has some thoughts on Lyft. Hey, good morning, Kim. Nice to chat with you today. Hey, good morning. How's everything? Not too bad. Are you ready for the uh, snow to blow into Newfoundland and Labrador? Yeah, we we always are, aren't we? (laughs) Clinging on to the rock. So, Kim, this is quite clearly a heist movie, which is a very popular genre. How would you describe the overall quality of the plot? I think you just covered it in in that movie, you know, clip that you just put there. You know what? Okay, is it, you know, realistic to think that a airplane can, you know, we can rob an airplane 40,000 feet in the air and we're going to get underneath with another plane and do it? Uh, you know, I'm not sure. I, I, I haven't, you know, read any recent, you know, CIA reports or whatnot. But it, it, it's a fun, I found it a fun movie. The plot, you know, it, it flows along. We're in different places throughout the world. We're in Vienna. We're in the London. We're in the Tuscany and Vienna, um, Venice. And so it's a, it's a movie that moves pretty quick. Pretty well overall. You know, I thought it was a fun, flowed movie and great cinematography and the background score. Well, you see right there that that definitely implies that it's worth a watch. Kevin Hart, big time star in this world, charisma for days. How do you think yeah. he handled the lead role in the movie? Well, you know what's funny because I I was going into like I said it was an action comedy. It's rated PG thirteen, I should add. So you know, it's a bit of language and some suggestive talk but overall pretty good but i went into it thinking okay he's going to be his i call it manic personality and you know super over the top and you know waiting for him you know making jokes and that type of thing and a pleasant surprise that you know i think as a lead man he did he did well you know he did good he was a, he was kind of suave and reflective and 
serious and and what his job is as a um you know this he's a master cyrus Whitaker is a master um I guess he's the one that plans these heights, and that's what I mean. He thinks outside of the box. If there's a problem, he's well. How about we try do this? And so, yeah, Trevor Hart was reflective. Now we didn't have a lot of time to flesh out characters. You have to remember this is an action movie. Yeah. And I thought he did pretty pretty good. And the cat's team he put around, like he said, we rescue Earth from undeserving. Uh, owners. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, he, he he's a star. Like Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart is a yes. movie star. He might not be for everybody, uh, but charisma for days. What else did you like about the movie? What I liked about the movie was, um, it, well, well, him, a different role for him, as you said, and he is a star. And, it, and to see that switch for him to be, because I watched another movie of his after, and here he was, his manic self. And I said, yeah, you know, this man can do it, right? The strong other characters that they had, the female leads, I really liked those. And that include the Interpol agent that was his ex-girlfriend. I um, apologize for the names as I'm trying to pronounce. Guhu Mataba Ra, she was the agent. Ursula Corbet was the driver pilot. And now this is a badass lady. Oh, am I allowed to use that word? I prefer um, you didn't. she is commanding. <laughs> yes, sorry. Sorry, my apologies. Um, like, she's a strong character, as in, you know, the driver and the, and the getaway thing. Like, there's nothing that fizzes on her. Jun Ji Kim is the hacker, Mi Sun. And then they have other, you know, males that, that support the roles Vincent Diopino, Master Disguise, Billy Matheson, the safe cracker. Like, the characters together were really a lot of fun. And I, I like them. And it's especially, like I said, the strong women characters doing things like they they weren't there just to arm candy where did the movie fall short in your opinion mm. I, you know, I i think i have to get out of my head that part you know because i you have to come for me you have to come to this movie as i'm coming to be entertained i'm not coming to find out can they really put an airplane underneath another airplane and rob 500 million dollars in gold bullion without anybody knowing <laughs> <laughs> I cannot really be done. So, and and the fact that it takes eight days to get this ready, like you're in a time crunch, and I'm thinking, holy moly, you know, that type of thing you got to suspend, suspend disbelief, just get into the movie and enjoy. Kim, you talked about the number of locations in this film. Of course, the action sequences themselves. That puts a lot of right. onus on the audio describers to keep you connected to the plot line. How was the audio right. description? Oh, spot on. And I'll just give an example. Like they say, in Northern Ireland, a man walking a savage dog walked into a stone barn. So there, you know, savage dog. Like they tell you everything. And, and the fighting scenes, it was like, Hit, bang, goo, goo, up, down, pot. Like, they didn't describe, and there were quite a few fighting scenes, right? <laughs> and it was well described. And, they, and then they would say, like, an iconic seascape of um, Italy, St. Mark's Square, those like, things. So, yeah, I thought it was well done with the audio description. So, Kim, do you recommend Lyft? Yes, I do, and even my son watched it, and he said it was a pretty good movie. And, you know, that, that's what I want right now. That's what I, you know? Let me be entertained. Entertain me. <laughs>
Kim, I said the exact same thing on Friday. I went to go see Mean Girls last week just because I needed some okay. content that was like light and fun and musical. Yeah. And it just scratched the itch, right? Like like sometimes exactly. you just need to scratch that itch. I, there's enough misery in the world that I don't need to make entertainment contact uh, content to make me even more exactly. miserable. Exactly. Exactly, and that's what this movie, I, I believe, delivers. And if you like Kevin Hart, give it a chance and see the uh, another side of him. Like that. Hey, Kim, uh, best of luck preparing for the storm. I hope there's lots of storm chips available to you. <laughs> Thank you so much. But don't you curse us now, making it worse. <laughs> well, uh, I'll do my best. That's Kim Thistle, a film reviewer in St. John's, Newfoundland and Labrador, with a review of Lyft. You can find that on Netflix. It is rated PG-13. In one minute, the entertainment conversation continues. But first, HP is trying something new with keyboards. Sherry Preston taps up another edition of Tech Trends. From ABC News, Tech Trends, a new wave at your fingertips. Think about using your computer, and there isn't much that you use more than your keyboard. And now HP is trying something new to make all of your typing a little easier on your hands and wrists. Our first ergonomic keyboard. HP's Nancy Blaker says this keyboard goes back to the wave design of splitting the keyboard into two blocks. 25 degree of a difference here between the split zone one and two. Meaning your hands and arms can be in a much more natural position. It tilts down about seven degrees. It has three stands and that's all for stability and support. And includes 20 programmable keys. As much as we're working hours and hours in front of our screens and our PCs, our customers have told us they're they're looking to be more comfortable uh, without compromises. The HP 960 wireless keyboard also comes with a detachable number pad and promises up to two years of battery life. It'll be available this spring for $120. With Tech Trends, I'm Sherry Preston, ABC News. Thank you very much, Sherry. Let's turn to the world of entertainment with Laura Bain. Laura, just before you share some updates uh, from the weekend, a sort of grab bag of entertainment stories, I neglected off the top of the show to talk about the storm that's hitting the Halifax region this morning. How are you holding up out there? Well, so far we're connected, so I'm good. Uh, I do tend to be in an area that seems to lose power quite a bit, but uh, pretty much all schools are cancelled across the province, including uh, my university, not that I had classes today, so it's a little bit of a snow globe out there, right. hopefully. Uh, snow I mean, day. Not, not, like, not like too bad, but, you know, bad enough that I'm happy to be home inside. Snow day in the HRM. Do you have storm chips, or is storm chips strictly a Newfoundland and Labrador thing? Storm chips are big here. Today, I don't. I've been sort of trying to eat healthier, so I don't have any storm chips today. I've also, been, I've also been trying to eat healthier, but there's a couple bags of sour cream and onion that are just sitting in my pantry staring at me. I've been able to fight them Ooh. off, but it's hard. That's my favorite flavor too, Dave. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, maybe I'll ship those out your way and get them out of my kitchen. Uh, Laura, let's uh, get it back into the world of entertainment here. You got a, you got sort of a grab bag here of a few different things coming down the pipeline. Yeah, that's right. A few sort of little stories out from over the weekend. First of all, uh, X has temporarily blocked all searches for Taylor Swift. And I tried it. I tried to search Taylor Swift on X this morning. Could not do it. Came up with an error message. And this is due to AI-generated explicit images of her that have been circulating on the platform for the last few days, some of them going viral and getting like millions of shares. Uh, fans fought back. This is kind of a nice side of the story. Flooding X with real images of Taylor Swift with the hashtag protect Taylor Swift. 
Uh, I've got another story involving devoted fans. Mm-hmm. This one makes me laugh. Uh, so Justin Timberlake released Selfish, which is his first new single in six years wow. last week. Wow. Uh, last week, and some folks may have had a chance to catch him perform it on SNL this weekend. Uh, but here's the thing: Britney also has a song called Selfish. It's off of her 2011 album. It's just a bonus track. It never charted before. Uh, and over the weekend, Britney fans trolled Justin by downloading and streaming her song on mass, bringing it onto a lot of different charts alongside or ahead of JT's new single. <laughs> yeah, I like that. A little a little bit petty, but but it is it is in the era of streaming a little bit easier to uh, to get a little bit of a movement going to say, hey, let's let's give our let's give our girl a little bit of a bump here too. Yeah, for sure. Um, and now finally, uh, lastly, it's been announced that Joni Mitchell will perform at this year's Grammys, and this is her first ever Grammy performance. Uh, and she currently also has an album nominated in the Best Folk Album category, so not too bad for age 80. That That's, inc- that, that's incredible. The, the Grammys are tonight, correct? I think they're tonight. Oh, are they? Yes. Yeah, I, you know what? I have to, have to verify that, but I I think they, yep, they they might be. I, I thought I saw an ad during the football yesterday that said the Grammys are going to be tonight, and they made reference to Taylor Swift because she was there. She was at the, uh, the Baltimore Ravens-Kansas City Chiefs game and said that uh, she is, I think she's competing for a record for album of the year Grammys, which is super cool considering that she's still in her early 30s. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've got all my award shows written out, but I did <laughs> haven't checked it today. So uh, th- uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you to the control room Sunday, February the 4th. So the non-football Sunday, CBS has to fill their uh, programming somehow. So February 4th are the Grammys. Right. Yes, that sounds right. So folks can check that out next weekend. Um, So I have to ask, I know there was some uh, sports in there, I'm assuming, but what (laughs) kept you entertained this weekend, Dave? Uh, Laura, yes, there were some sports involved here, but I actually went to go see some live music uh, in the Beaches neighborhood in Toronto on uh, Friday night. Uh, And this was delightful as I continue my quest to becoming an older and older gentleman. It was uh, just a three-piece band, nothing fancy, guitar, bass, drums. uh, playing a bunch of music from the 60s and 70s, and it started at 5.30 p.m., and they were done playing by 8.30 p.m. Laura, give me more shows at bars that start at 5.30. It works much better with my sleep schedule. But yeah, the, the music was great. It was like the Beatles and Rolling Stones, Marvin Gaye, like all that good stuff, and these musicians were just tremendous. That sounds great, and I would definitely check out more shows if that was kind of the the, t- the time frame. I could still make it for my 10 p.m. bedtime. <laughs> uh, no cover charge either. You just just roll. You just rolled in, and they passed they they passed the hat around between sets to say, hey, if you want to throw a couple bucks in here, please do. I ended up throwing a 20 in there. I was happy to happy to support local musicians. And when I took a gander at that pitcher on my way out the door. I saw a lot of $20 bills in there. I even saw a $100 bill in there. So these guys had not a bad night. Oh, very nice. Now, I didn't make it out to any shows this weekend. Uh, not so much for going out in the dark and the cold, but I did burn through uh, all of the most recent season of Love on the Spectrum, which just came out last week. And uh, I don't know. Are you a fan of that show? I have not watched it yet. What did you think? Oh, well, it's great, and I think it's an example of how dating shows can be kind of done in a uh, tasteful and character-driven rather than drama-driven 
way, uh, but uh, it was a nice surprise that this season and, and perhaps previous seasons that I haven't noticed, but it was uh, expertly narrated audio description by AMI's own Amy Amanti. Oh, look at this. A star is born with Amy Amanti. That's, you yeah. see, that's a reason to tune in just in and of itself. That's super cool. Yeah, it definitely was. I caught it at the end of the first episode, and I was like, wait, did I hear that right? <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> Next time Amy pops by, got to a pick her brain about that one. Hey, Laura, thank you for this. I have fun not watching the Grammys tonight, because turns out it's not tonight, and talk to you tomorrow morning. I was thinking I dropped the ball there, but it's ah, next weekend. Ah. I still have time to get on that ball. All right, no, you have a, have a good one, Dave. No, just Dave Brown paying attention to the wrong things during football games. <laughs> That's Laura Bain at the entertainment desk coming up after the break. A couple of those football games will be reacted to. I've also got some audio to play from the state funeral that was held for former NDP leader Ed Broadbent. This is Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.